0: The hammer. No, you're not. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Dropping the Hammer with Dan McFadden. I'm Dan McFadden, and with me is my friend Crow. Hello,
1: all you uh, Daytona 500 viewers that stayed up late
0: survivors what do you want veterans what, what, what's the proper term for people who who watched the entire daytona 500 <laughs> tired <laughs> i don't know that yeah uh, the daytona 500 was sunday we're recording this monday night the nascar cup season has officially started and it got off to a less than great uh start it is was not the start i think nascar would have liked given all the hype and build-up up to this event Specific, specifically, this event. Um, so, but I mean, the, the, they got their underdog winner, uh, but maybe how they got their under got to the underdog winner wasn't great. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> yeah, it it was it was a long day, but on the plus side, I did get to go shopping before the snowstorm hit here because of the rain delay, so that was a plus. <laughs> I, I had plenty of time to cook uh, a Valentine's Day dinner for my wife. Oh,
0: I hope she liked it. And
1: then. <laughs> and then um, watch the last was it a <laughs> yeah last 95% the last ninety five percent of the race <laughs> um, after a uh, you know several hour long uh, rain delay
0: well, yeah yeah the the rain delay was five hours and forty minutes so and I wish I could say oh well, the wait was worth it but you no know, this was um, Michael Mendl won earned his first career Cup win after. 357 previous starts over the course of 14 years. Very much a kind of a Michael Waltrip finally getting his win in 2001, which I, yeah, you, 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 I don't think you, you'll, you'll realize this, but like over the, the last 20 years in 2001, Michael Waltrip got his first cup series win after hundreds and hundreds of starts. And then 2011 Trevor Bain got his first cup win and only his second start. And now we here we are 10 years later Getting another first time cup winner in the Daytona five hundred. So we're we're on this ten year cycle right now. Yeah.
1: One more interesting connection. So uh Michael McDowell. That's yes, that right. Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Michael yep. McDowell. Um his first uh NASCAR ride was with Daryl Waltrip racing and, and his second or third Wait. was Michael Waltrip racing.
0: Wait, what? Daryl Waltrip racing? Yep. What are you talking about?
1: Hey, that's what it said on Wikipedia.
0: I know I know he raced for Michael Waltrip racing yeah No, oh, so I, i've never heard daryl waltrip that doesn't daryl waltrip closed up his shop like in at the end of the 90s when he retired yeah um, anyway yeah
1: yeah it says uh, uh mcdowell would make his nascar debut in the craftsman truck series driving the number 17 for daryl waltrip motorsports
0: huh daryl waltrip how about that at martinsville yeah he crashed so and, number 7 number 17 yeah and <laughs> then he
1: moved to the bush series as a developmental driver for the next cup series team micro Waltrip racing hmm. so there's there's wow. your your closed story <laughs> loop
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah the the 500 it got off like the first 15 laps were you know engaging i was excited for the race and then uh christopher bell uh went and got, a gra- got started bump drafting well on before that 15
1: <laughs> So. Well, b- before that, the 20-year Dale Earnhardt tribute was interrupted by a uh, retiring driver. Um,
0: he, yeah he unretired to do this one race, and then he crashed out after three laps. So, and that was Derek Cope, who uh, I don't know how much you're, you're aware of this, but back in 1990, earned his first Cup win in the Daytona 500 because Dale Earnhardt cut a tire going into turn three. <laughs> so you, Derek Cope was second. And he won, and so here we are, 20 years since the death of Dale Earnhardt, and on his, yeah, like you said, the the honorary lap to commemorate Dale Earnhardt. He cuts a tire going into turn three. Yeah, uh, (laughs) and wrecks.
1: Yeah, apparently, um, Fox like had some angry fans because they didn't do a full like moment of silence for it, and it's like, oh no, we planned on doing that. There was just a caution.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, Mike, Mike Joy t- t- tweeted that. Yeah, we had to go back in the race coverage. Yeah. So, yeah, I, w- I, I was kind of surprised about, like, them basically talking over the entire lap, but, I yeah, I, I kind of get it in hindsight.
1: And then we had, uh like you said, the, it was it lap 14 or lap 15? Was the, the, yeah. the big, the first big wreck.
0: Yeah, there's, the, there's a problem when, in races like this, when there's multiple big wrecks, because, you know, they're supposed to be the big one. <laughs> so I'm going to... I'm going to label the big one onto the second one because there was fire. <laughs> um, so <laughs> and if there's a fireball and there, also there was a tire that went bouncing through the wreckage. I'm going to, I'm going to give that one the big one. Um, also, it, it kind of, Oh, you can debate which, which mattered more because the first one just took out so many competitive cars. Yeah,
1: I think the first one mattered more because it, it had the biggest impact on what happened for the, you know, the race.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, well, it took out, like I said, it took out a bunch of cars, and so Austin Dillon sent out of the race. That that t- they that took away a lot of Chevy's bullets, and that's why they had trouble getting anything going down there towards the end. But yeah, it took out so many so many people. And what I hate about it is that everyone over overreacted to that, and they just became a train. Yeah. For the next hundred and eighty laps or whatever, that that was the worst super speedway to race in recent memory in the cup series anyway it was a lot like um an xfinity series race from three years ago when michael annette won his first xfinity race and it was just a train the entire time no one could get anything going and it was just an awful race and this was an awful race
1: it basically was just danny hamlin in the front And everyone Mm -hmm. else piled up behind him. Occasionally, some a few passes, but yeah, not really anything except for the end of the stages and even then, which
0: is which. Thank goodness for stages. So I mean, if if anything proved the effectiveness of the stages, is this was it because those were the only bursts of activity. And you know what's impressive is that like Denny, Denny, Denny Denny Hamlin was trying to go for his third straight 500. He was going for his fourth overall. He's been able to win those races despite Toyota having, like, five cars up against the behemoths of, like, Chevy and, and Ford. And it, that shows how good he is at this. When Toy- Toyota is just down cars, that he could just manhandle it and get the job done no matter what. He couldn't do that at the end of the day last night um, because the pit strategy just didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, the,
1: all the Toyotas decided to pit together but they pitted late and it just mm-hmm. basically left yeah. them all out. And then uh, Bubba Wallace ended up having a like tire vibration issue and had to come back yeah. in, ended up just under one lap down after having just a great, great race before that.
0: And No, yeah, yeah. They were, no, they were the first car lap down. So if there'd been any wreck or anything in that last run, he would have been back on the lead lap, but I that didn't, that, well, there was a wreck, but <laughs> was, everyone was, was in it. It was on the last lap. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so last so, lap, like,
1: we you know have that a major, major wreck that just kind of swallows everybody up. Dude, like,
0: the, the day before, like, I tweeted, like, I just for once would like there to not be a wreck in the final 10 laps of a Daytona race. Just just once. And we almost got there. <laughs> we almost did. And then Mike, Michael McDowell gave Kozlowski a shot to the bumper and then caused Kozlowski to make contact with Logano right in front of him. And, you know, the whole thing happened i'm just glad no one was hurt <laughs> yeah. I've, i i had a i've had a bad feeling this entire time leading up to that race because there's there was just too many good storylines going for nascar too many good vibes i was just waiting for like the other shoe to drop in some way and the way the other shoe dropped was we just got an awful race so fortunately that was the worst of it
1: yeah it, it was very very long not a big wait but Everyone, everyone was safe after the wreck. That was good. Yeah, so
0: I, I tweeted out before we started recording, like asking people for for their, their thoughts on the race. And one person, Ashley, uh, said, "You know, Toyota needs to make friends and pit with one of the other manufacturers during pit stops at super speedways. Which I think she's completely right. Just just pit with the Fords. Just do it. Just pit with the Chevys. There's no. It's th- this. The, Toyota started this manufacturer teaming up stuff back in like twenty sixteen, the year uh Hamlin first won the five hundred, where they just teamed up and they had a lockdown on the front of the field up until the last lap. Um and then Kevin Harvick kinda like poked his head in there, but then Hamlin shut the door.
1: So one interesting thing that I found, uh doing a little bit of research is uh twenty eighteen, Joey Logano confronted McDowell for not helping him win the Daytona oh, five hundred. Yeah. Yeah, and his response yeah, that... was, "My team doesn't pay pay me to push you."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I don't remember that, but no, that's. I mean, like he's. I mean, yeah, like when you get down to like the last two laps, the the logo on the front of your your car doesn't mean squat. I mean, your your two your actual teammates matters right there at the end but if, if i'm a driver and it's the last lap i don't care what yeah. if there's a blue oval on the front of your car or a bow tie like i'm going for the win um but i mean even after last night you know lagana was very gracious towards McDowell and said he was happy for him i i, I can't believe we're we're, we're going into the, the we just left daytona 500 weekend and i can say that the clash was a better race than the daytona 500 that's just a weird statement so um and we're going back to the road course so it's gonna be you're gonna have a fuller field same package but it's gonna be during the day i'm hoping it's 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 emotional whiplash to be you know praying for the rain to just go away one weekend and then the following weekend hey you know what'd be cool if it rained (laughs) like we 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 got our first cup race in the rain last year on the roval and it really wasn't in the rain The, the xfinity race was in the rain and it was just like a deluge but um and i looked at the forecast and it doesn't look like it's gonna be raining this weekend which I, so i'm upset <laughs> any other takeaways for from you from the 63rd annual daytona 500
1: um really the only thing is in this this could not be new for this race but seeing them at nascar experiment with things like uh cameras with very shallow depth of field to get more mm. cinematic shots uh the they they are trying to use drones, but I think there's a inherent safety issue there, and it just really isn't working for me.
0: Yeah, they, they they've been doing the drones for a couple of years now. They really they really like showing those off, and I don't. Well, they kind of have. It's their their next best best option because for a handful of years ago, they would have cameras that were like on actual like lines.
1: Yeah, the cable. Yeah, the cable cams.
0: Yeah, and at Charlotte one year that fell like in the middle of a race like oh wait we can't do that <laughs> so uh, they got rid of that and so now and now they got the drones yeah i'm not really a fan of them they also really like their, their visor cams and that got old really quick <laughs> but no they yeah, the, the the low what'd you call it on the camera the low depth of, the shallow depth of field yeah show. yeah they, they actually started using that like in the nfl nfl games yeah uh, this, this year and so they just brought it up. yeah over. the
1: first thing that actually place i noticed that was actually uh an nba game I watched my first NBA game for the first time in a couple of years, um, about two or three weeks ago, and it was in. They were using that. I thought, I thought it was really cool, and it worked out really well. The other thing that I, I really liked was the uh, the heart rate monitor, which was a turned out to be a nice little interesting addition.
0: Yeah, they, they've also been doing that for a couple of years now. Though I really don't get the point of doing it at especially this kind of race because everyone's heart rates yeah. are already already elevated um like when they did it for jamie mcmurray in the first crash um his his heart rate only went up like 10 beats per per minute i think so it wasn't much so and also i don't i don't even know what like jamie mcmurray's like baseline yeah. <laughs> heart rate is so they should have like told us that what's his baseline okay
1: but yeah i mean stuff like that's is, is it's interesting it is uh reminds me of like you know back in the when i was watching it with the where they were trying to experimenting with different like camera angles like i remember at one time they had a i think they maybe called it like a groundhog camera that was a
0: oh digger they called it digger yeah yeah that that, that, that was a staple of fox yeah. for the first few years that it it had the package back in like the 2000s yeah had had a, had a name had a had a special animated graphic for digger yeah, i think he i think digger had merchandise <laughs> there might have been an attempt at like cartoon but no yeah that was a staple of early fox nascar coverage was the camera in the in the infield the grass area yeah I, I was really like you know, going just going back this could not have been like the the season premiere that nascar wanted like you had you had daniel suarez getting breaking out in that lap 15 incident so you, you had the pit bull car out early and then then you had bubble Wallace get going out of contention there at the end and he he had he had a good car um even though he, he had issues early because Derek cope made contact with him <laughs> during his accident and Bubba like got in the back of william byron and so he had to pit early but thankfully there was the caution so um which he wasn't in so, but no, you, get, you have Michael McDowell, who's been racing for a long time for a, a, kind of like mid-pack teams. I believe the
1: uh, he, uh, the polite term there is he's a journeyman racer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you're, that, that that's kind of right. Yeah, you're definitely right with that. I mean, he, before this, he had one Xfinity Series win uh, at Road America for Richard Childress Racing. What year was that? 2016. So it had been five years since he'd last been uh, to Victory Lane. So, uh, but I mean this is the, the the biggest win you could possibly get. Like I, I I missed it. Um but apparently like there like after the race there was like a NASCAR uh commercial for buying buy your gear for the the Daytona 500 champion and it was just like very basic. There wasn't I think there would have been like specific commercials if certain drivers had won, but yeah. they didn't have one for Michael <laughs> McDowell. Yeah. yeah um
1: we'll say like after doing some reading like he it seems like um this win was kind of a combination of like as a driver he's really done a lot to be better and excel at Speed like super speedways like this, and then also, the team itself seems to be like really focusing on its super speedway program. So it it's, it's just a combination of those things.
0: Oh no 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 oh, yeah! Like Jenny Hamlin himself, he, he he tweeted it last night that this wasn't a fluke. Like he McDowell is consistently kinda in the mix at super speedways. Like he's never like led consistent laps of these, but he's up there. Um so he like he definitely has like a natural super speedway ability that he's just never been able to pull it off. And he he did this time, though it took, you know, punting Brad Kazlaski <laughs> going in third 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 three to do it. Um that, I mean he didn't he didn't McDowell started that. I mean he I don't think he didn't do it on purpose. But yeah, he he, he gave Kozlasky a shove and that shoved him into Logano and it started. And the same thing happened with Austin Dillon a couple of years ago when he, he won the 500. Um, he, he spun Eric Amarola going into turn three on the last lap. Uh, like like last year, McDowell was McDowell's best season yet. Um, I mean, he had um, four four top tens, which was uh, career best, um, but no top fives. His career best for top fives is two in 2019. So he's already halfway <laughs> to matching that. And he he he's a road course guy. He's really good. He's decent at those. Like I said, his only win prior to this was in the Xfinity series at Road America. So he should be starting towards the toward the front this weekend on the road course. If he does get to start up front, um, he, he he could have he could make some noise. And there's a lot more road courses on the schedule, so that could yeah. possibly benefit him this season. And he's locked in the playoffs. So congratulations, Michael. You're you're in the playoffs.
1: I would say. That it's nice to see an older driver like kind of hitting his groove and finding his way <laughs> in the sport. But then, like, I looked at his birth date, and he's only two years older than me.
0: Oh god. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, you yeah. Well, yeah. Your perception of drivers can like radically change just depending on how long they've been around. Like like he's fourteen years, but I didn't realize he's he's so he's mid thirties. Yeah. So 30, 36. Okay. Like Joe, like Joey Logano has been around. Since like 2008, 2009, him and Brad Keselowski are kind of like their own generation of drivers. They've just been around forever. Kyle Busch has been in the Cup Series since the mid-2000s. NAS- NASCAR is a sport that allows you to stick around longer than any other sport. Like right right now, Kevin Harvick's 45. We're well beyond the age of drivers like sticking around into their 50s. That, that time's over.
1: Yeah, Derek
0: Cope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. Daniel, with uh, Michael McDowell winning the Daytona 500, um, you know, I was doing some research because it's not—he's not a driver that I knew anything about. You're, um, you're not the only one, and i bet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it it got me kind of wondering about how the kind of team hierarchy works. Yeah. And uh, so I was doing some research on, you know, front row motorsports, who he drives for.
0: for um, front row motorsports.
1: And yeah, it, it's just, it's, it's interesting how like sort of the car and the equipment ecosystem works in NASCAR. So specifically with them, they're, they are racing, racing secondhand Roush cars. They're uh, on Wikipedia. It said that they, didn't even have, like, manufacturer support until 2016 uh, when they signed some kind of a, sp- a deal with Roush. Um, and so it's it's interesting that you ha- we have people out there that are just sort of, you know, racing in secondhand equipment. Yeah. And in this case, one of them managed to actually, like, win the biggest race of the year.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, um, if you're going on a hierarchy, um, the, the, the the A the a hierarchy is like hendrick Stuart haas joe gibbs roush ah well roush hasn't been roush in a while you could almost say they're the, the b category right now but it's them uh who, who am i missing she, oh chip ganassi racing that that's really the, the a tier, and then you get the, the the like the b tier which is like front row sports JT, G, jtg jtg racing those kind of teams um and Then you have the bottom tiers, which is like Rick Ware Racing, Spire Motorsports, and yeah, technical alliances keep these teams kind of afloat and even having a chance of competing. Oh, I've forgot, forgot another one, Richard Childress Motorsports. Richard Childress, yeah, Richard Childress Racing. They're they're another top top tier one. You you have teams that those you have the A tier teams that will like make chassis and then sell them to those bottom tier teams. They'll build engines like um, Hendrick Motorsports and ECR, which is owned by Richard Childress. For a long time, they were the primary engine builders for uh, Chevy teams. And now they're actually teamed up together. So they're they're now kind of like one unit, even though I think they're still working separately. Um, Yeah, I
1: remember back in the day, there was a lot of times where uh, you would have like a, a specific engine manufacturer would have a problem at a track, and you would just have these races where they would drop one by one, <laughs> you know, as their engines failed.
0: Yeah. Oh no, that, that, that's still kind of common today. It's like if if every once in a while there, there are those races where teams that have common sources of resources, um, they all yeah they all have like similar issues. Like oh gosh, I think it was I think a Coke six hundred. A few couple of years ago, where Joe Gibbs Racing had some sort of problem, and they kind of just started dropping like flies, but I can't remember what. So yeah, I mean, like you have up until last year, there, there was a team called Go Fast Racing. Um, they 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 filled the, the thirty two car with Corey LaJoy and they were getting lightly used uh, Stewart Haas Racing uh, chassis and cars. So and yeah, front 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 row Motorsports, they they're not, they're they're the worst named team. <laughs> in nascar because they 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 don't qualify on the front row they're never running up front they're they're a mid-pack team and so yeah they've just been kindly of like, quietly chugging chugging along they're they're owned by a man named bob jenkins and they, i think michael mcdowell was saying saying last night you know that front row motorsports is a team they, they try to to improve incre- incrementally each year I guess you could say that they they showed some of that last year with McDowell getting you know the four top tens. But yeah, yeah. Technical alliances are, yeah. They 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 keep a lot of the field competing or does, what it, resembling competing. So does that just mean that like the the
1: lower tier team is like primarily buying stuff from the higher tier team yeah. and being a financial source? Yeah. Like are are they do they. You know, share data at all or anything like that. Um,
0: in some cases there might be data, but not. They they, they may not be might not be getting the full, uh, playbook. If you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like yeah. like last uh, a team that just closed down uh, Levine Family Racing. Uh, they they were a Toyota team, for the last two years, and two years ago they had Matt De Benedetto what was in that car, who's now in the 21. But uh, in 2019, yeah, he was in that car and they, they had an alliance with Joe Gibbs Racing and they, they were getting some stuff from from them in Toyota Racing Development, but they weren't getting the whole thing. And then the next year, Christopher Bell, who was actually part of the Toyota Racing Development, the driver development program, got in that car and it, everyone was like pretty explicit. Yeah, now, now we're getting more that, that they weren't getting the previous year. Um, and now, uh, and before that, it was uh, Furniture Row Racing, which used to field Martin Truex Jr. when he won his championship. And so, I think now, now basically, the team that's, kinda, I guess, going to be kind of in that role is uh, 2311. Uh, they're, they're the new Toyota team. But I think they're more like, there's walls, there's walls in place. I don't know the details of it, but there, there are walls in place that keep them from just being a Straight up fifth Juggab racing car, but they, they are. I'm pretty sure, I believe they are like a full fledged Toyota racing family member,
1: yeah. I mean, that helps with uh, you know, Denny Hamlin being one of the oh, ones. yeah, oh,
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: very heavy incentive there.
0: Oh, yeah, um, and like they're 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 like they're currently building a shop, so that's a team that's got plans for the future. And there's already you know discussions about how many team, how many cars they could eventually expand to, though I think it's a bit early for that. We'll see how this first year goes. Um, but yeah, front, front Row Motorsports, yeah, they, they're they're just kind of you know chugging along. The uh, they they only had this is only their third win, uh, two of them have come on super speedways. The first one was at Talladega with David Reagan back in 2012, 2013. Um, and then in 2016 with Chris Busher at Pocono in a fog shortened race, which was yeah, crazy that's still that's still one of the weirdest things I've seen <laughs> was a fog shortened <laughs> race that Chris busher was yeah. able to get his first win in. Uh, I don't you're not you're not gonna see front motorsports just running up front unless it's a super speedway um, yeah like I said, they might they might be able to pull something out on a road course at some point this year. So, like, uh, yeah. Well, once the starting lineup comes out for this weekend's race, uh, depending on where McDowell is, um, that you, you'll get a sense of what what he's capable of if he's up at the front. So, Crow, let's uh, let's talk. You 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 joined a NASCAR Twitter during uh the rain delay. What, 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 <laughs> yeah, him,
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I, so I joined up. Um, I already have a Twitter, but I don't ever really use it. I've had it. I've it's people from back when Twitter was a completely different thing, for the most part, and a lot of like developers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I made a, a second Twitter account for sports stuff, so I can I can chat with the NASCAR Twitter and hockey Twitter. So um,
0: so within minutes of you starting this, you you tweeted at Stuart House Racing, and. Cole Custer answered your video.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just happened like literally the first thing that I saw when I went to the main Twitter feed was them asking for questions. I was like, okay, what'd you like to have a cool name? <laughs> <laughs> not thinking not thinking anything about like him ever responding to it and then he re- he responded to it. He's like, I don't know. People ask me that.
0: That has to be like the quickest engagement anyone's ever had um, on like starting their account and then bam, uh, have, having an interaction with uh, a NASCAR team. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they don't screen these things like, oh, here's, here, here's a question. Um, I, don't, I don't think they ever, I think, I think guess they probably don't even like check usernames, how many followers that person has or anything. So, um no no nascar twitter during rain delays is um can can be a fun experience it can also be like just mind numbingly boring with with just people going hey when's it going to race going to start when's the race going to start but then you have like you know ross chastain and chase briscoe (laughs) making runs to um
1: uh me yeah, they, they made a run to McDonald's to buy uh, yeah. food for the team.
0: Yeah, where did, where did Briscoe go? He went to Chinese restaurant. Panda. What's Panda? Panda? Pa-
1: Panda, Panda Express. Uh, yeah, I think that was
0: it. Um, like, yeah. they, they not, McDonald's just needs to take the video of that Ross Chastain visit through the drive-thru and just make that a commercial.
1: Oh, yeah. It was perfect. It was absolutely <laughs> perfect for
0: that. I drive the 42 car <laughs> it's like, uh, like the, the the woman who was like at the window like clear clearly she registered that I think this guy's a NASCAR driver and like yeah. oh, he's he's in his like you know fire suit so. <laughs> and but then but then he had to tell her like yeah I drive the McDonald's car um not that they would know because McDonald's has ne- hasn't had a commercial featuring the drivers they've sponsored in years um which is just blowing my mind like i haven't seen yeah i, I have not seen a mcdonald's commercial featuring a driver they sponsored like in 20 years like since bill elliott i'm pretty sure so but maybe he's
1: maybe he's bringing it back
0: i hope so like it's it's simple you you have the drive through with your driver just do that um and it's like you know with, with door DoorDash sponsoring um door and mcdonald's sponsor Bubba wallace so you could do you could do a twofer like, ha- have have Bubba pick pick up McDonald's and deliver it via, via DoorDash. There you go. Um, <laughs> I, I, if they don't do that at some point, I'll just be shocked. Yeah.
1: So, if you would like to follow me, and um, let me warn you, it's probably going to be a pretty even split between NASCAR and, and Blues content. <laughs> so, if you don't like hockey, you're wrong. But if you want to follow me, it's a uh, DTH crow.
0: What, what is that? What's the DTH stand for?
1: Dropping the hammer.
0: Oh, oh, oh no, oh no! I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, just gonna, oh. All right then. Anyway, um, be, uh, be sure to uh, check out my weekly columns that I have at frontstretch.com. The uh, this week My Q&A um, With Jeff Lowell the, the creator and showrunner Of the Netflix NASCAR sitcom The Crew Will be published Tuesday So tomorrow When we're recording this um, Or you could just Listen to the full interview That we published Today In the feed Of Jeff Lowell It, it was really a Fun interview Kind of very informative uh, it, was, it was the first time I got to interview A uh, A Netflix showrunner so that's not something I get to get to brag about all the time. It was a ni- it was a nice change of pace. Uh, that follow follow me at Daniel McFadden on Twitter, um, or Patreon.com slash Daniel McFadden, and on YouTube at YouTube slash Daniel McFadden. So I should have the interview posted on YouTube at some point this week. I got plenty of time. I'm snowed in. I should be having an interview with a NASCAR driver. Uh, this week. Stay tuned for that. All right. Well, this has been the th- was this the third official episode? that's the third. We had the intro. Then we yeah. Had the, the, the Bush Clash. So yeah, third formal formal episode of dropping the hammer with Daniel McFadden. So thank you for listening. Uh, you can email uh email the show. Email us at just Daniel McFadden at Gmail if you, if you want, or message us on Twitter.